To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. All right, this show is specially for all of you moms out there that are running a business, trying to do it all, trying to do it all perfectly, and trying not to lose your mind, at least not too often. Because we are here with Melissa Harrison. She is amazing. She is the CEO of Ali Creative, and she's also an award-winning leader in the marketing industry. She's won all kinds of awards, and she's been doing this for over 20 years. She's worked with companies like 3M and LifeTouch. You know LifeTouch, that's the company that takes all your kids' pictures at school. Yeah, I love it. I love LifeTouch. I know a lot of people in that company, actually. Um, Capella University. So you've been all around, Melissa. And we were talking before we hit record about how crazy it is, how, how challenging it is to do everything well. But as moms who are, I don't know, I think we probably have a, we're, our DNA is different than other people. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. There, has we have to a crazy, yeah, there has to be this crazy, like DNA chip in our head that tells us, sure, go start a company, have some kids. It'll all work out really easily. We'll take that on. No problem. It's, no it's point. like, uh, what's the saying? You know, if you want something done, ask a busy person. So you true. know, I would take that a step further and say, just ask a mom. Moms, moms get it done. <laughs> we get it done. Yeah. There's, there's no, like, there's no other alternative. Right. But okay. So we, I want to hear about your journey. So you weren't born with four kids, you know, it's what came first, the company or the kids? Uh, actually, so it's interesting when I started the company. So I was working, my experience when I started in the marketing industry was in higher ed and nonprofits. And so I was working for a great organization, um, has great history in the city of Minneapolis, downtown. And um, I hit my salary cap. I hit kind of where I could grow in that company and I did, I am the oldest of four, kind of have that, you know, typical type A personality. I did think at some point I would have my own business or or do something that was mine. So I did have, we had one, our oldest, uh, when I left that job, that first job that I had. And I took a real bright brief stint as a communications director. I thought, you know, grass is greener. I'm going to go take this position. Um, I actually had just found out we were pregnant with baby number two. Our daughter took this position um, for one of the suburb cities outside of Minneapolis. And it was just the worst culture fit for me. I despised going to my job every day, but we had just found out holy crap, we're going to have another kid. Um, and that did not matter to me in, in the, in the fact of, okay, I, I can figure something else out. So I remember I, ca I called my husband one day I was at, at my job. We're, we're very open in our communication. And I said, here's the deal. I am quitting my job today 
and I'm just going to go out on my own. Like, this is my sign that it is time. Um, it was the end. Of, it was near the end of 2006. Our daughter was born in May of 20, 2007. And that was, if you remember, um, right around the time the recession kicked everybody's butts. And so new baby, oldest was two and a half, just started my business, recession, husband loses his job. I don't have a choice. I had to make this work. I am like, oh, oh crap. Like this was not a good time for me to start a business, <laughs> but it did. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I will say that the, my original, uh, the higher ed position that I was in, I had been there for four years and they actually came on as my first client. And I know that not everybody who starts a business whether it's a service business or a consumer goods business, I know that not everybody is that fortunate to have kind of a, a prime client in the beginning, right? Like that main client, but I did. And so I was very grateful for that. But at the same time, it was one of the scariest things that I had done because one, I was navigating being a new mom. I didn't know know how to be a mom. I don't know what I'm doing. And then two, I'm navigating being a business owner and, oh, and now I am the only breadwinner for the family at the moment. So it was a lot of chaos the first couple of years as being that business owner. Um, And then uh, we had two more kids down the road after that. But no, those first couple of years, you know, there were days where I'm like, why did I do this? This is so hard. But I will say, you know, as moms, if you, you know, the one thing that was not the one thing, a thing that was really great about that was I was in control of my schedule. So on the one hand, I wanted to like grind it all out and make that business viable and make it work and do all the things. But at the same time, because I was a new mom, I also could say, you know what, I'm going to hang out with my kids for a couple of hours or you know, I'm going to work in the evening so I can be available when they're awake or whatever that looked like at the time, right? When they were growing up um, in those early years. But I tell you what, I feel like it is not the typical way to start a business. I didn't start, I didn't have like a 15 page business plan. I didn't have, you know, funding. I was like, we're just going to go for it because I'm unhappy where I'm at and I need to make a change. So that's the change I made. That's <laughs> you got to love how, you know, it's all a journey. I have this conversation every single day. It's all a journey and you end up somewhere, but as long as you're staying in alignment with what matters most to you and you mentioned your kids, right? You found time to dedicate just to them. And as long as you're doing that, everything kind of works out. I wish someone, my mom passed away three months after my first child was born. So, you know, I was, I didn't know what, I was the only child. I didn't know what the heck I was doing at all. And I started the business at the same time, just like a similar story. Um, But my husband and I did it together. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I wish someone would have told me, it'll all be okay. Chill out, focus, make sure that you are staying in alignment with what matters most to you and that you're giving your children the time when you decide that you're going to be with your kids, that you're doing hundred percent with your kids. Yeah. And then when you're with your business, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's easy to say, yeah, be hundred percent with your business. But if you have your kids screaming in the background, right. let's be real. Yeah. You, know, you just have to kind of adjust, but it all works out. And I wish someone would have 
told me that in the beginning because it was mm-hmm. really challenging. Yes. Well, I love that staying true to yourself and your values. I mean, that is something, you know, when people ask about what what are some what are some advice or nuggets that you would tell somebody? And sometimes that's a hard lesson to learn because when you are starting out in business, I know for me, you know, I was still answering emails at all hours of the night. I was saying I was a yes person, right? Like I would say yes to all kinds of projects that would come my way because I felt like if I said no, that meant the business wasn't successful or it wasn't going to grow or whatever, you know, put the excuse in where you want to put it in. But as I've moved through the years of being a business owner, it makes one, it makes you feel so much better where you can say, the things that matter to me and the values that I align with are reflected in the work that I'm doing, the people that I work with, the clients that I bring on, and to be okay with saying no. And there are a couple of times even now, like, you know, 17 years I've been in business. And even now there's some days where I sit back and I'm like, Melissa, think back to why you started this company. Like if you can't go, if you can't leave the office early to, you know, watch your daughter perform uh, in dance, or if you can't, you know, take time off to go to a hockey tournament early on the weekend, whatever it is, it's like, what was the point of doing what you did? And so I think as women too, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, to be successful, like whatever that success means to us. And I think on the surface, we think it means, you know, growth, whether that's your revenue or the amount of team members you have or products you sell or, you know, whatever. And those aren't the only determining factors of success either. So, and I wish somebody when I was you know younger, earlier on starting that business would have said, it's okay to say no. It's okay to not be grinding it out 24 seven, right? Like you have to take the break. It's very similar to, you know, our bodies when we work out, we make changes in our bodies at rest, right? So like as business owners, we need to take that time to rest, to back off, to kind of assess and think and grow and do other things that we enjoy. Otherwise at the end of the day, you know, why, why are we doing what we're doing? Right. So, but you don't really, that's not what you think of right away when you kick off, right? You're not thinking about anything. You're grinding. You're just trying to like, yeah, pay the bills. Right. So yeah. And I, this took me a long time to figure out that if I could back off from working so hard all the time, I got more creative and I thought I came up with solutions so much more effectively, but it took a while to break that habit that grinder habit, right? Where it's like, okay, I have 35 seconds. How many emails can I get back to, right? It's it's that kind of thing. So let's talk about now, you know, you start your company, your husband had just lost his job. Your second kid was on the way. How did you get to a point where you were able to alleviate some of the workload that you were doing? Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I knew if I was going to grow as a business and kind of reach some of those goals that I had set, I had to figure out a way to delegate, which I will be the first to admit I am not good at doing. Every year I have to just work on being a better delegator. Um, so growing my team was a big part of that beginning is figuring out 
um, and how to do that with limited resources. So I did, I started small and I grew from there. I, I Networking has always been high on my list. And I have so many stories over the years and examples of, you know, someone I had connected with early on in my career who 10 years, 15 years later, we're now doing business together. Or um, my, my great, one of the, I think, cute stories is my very first uh, boss at the um, school I was working with in higher ed. Uh, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. First of all, he was a wonderful boss, loved him. Really great leader to start out with on my on my journey. And I had just signed the lease for my first building. So this was, this was you know, maybe my company was 12, 10, 12 years old. And my husband was helping me move things into the building. And he gets out of the car and he turns to his right. And um, the, the gentleman's name was Mark Skipper. He has since passed away, but his name was Mark Skipper. And he's sitting in the parking lot. And he gets out of the car and he he also, I think I learned a lot of the value of making connections with people, true connections with people and networking from Mark because he was, you knew he was listening to you. He made eye contact. He remembered things about you. He was just really good at that. He made you feel good. And so he got out of the car. He's maybe met my husband maybe two, three times ever since I worked for him. And he looks over and he says, Matt, Matt Harrison, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh. I'm, I'm helping my wife. She uh, just, you know, she's leasing this building. And Mark says, well, that's so interesting. I'm coming to see the new owner of this building. He didn't know it was me um, because he had also started a new business where his, they were, they clean corporate commercial buildings. And so my very first boss ended up being the guy I trusted to, yep, I will hire you right away to do all of the cleaning for my building every week because I don't want to do it. And so there's just little connections like that around the way, along the way um, that I think are very important. So network, find your people, get in those groups, you know, keep talking to those people. And as far as that growth went, that was scary for me to bring people on as a team because I, I felt like. I needed to be in a place where if I'm going to hire somebody, I need now I'm now I'm in charge of someone's livelihood, right? Like we experience this as a family of my husband getting laid off. I don't want to do that to somebody else. I want to be in a place where I can provide great benefits and good culture and and all the things. Um, but as a small business, sometimes that's hard too, starting out. So I started with interns. Um, started, had a couple of interns. One of the biggest, scariest, but most exciting things that happened was when I did finally hire my first W-2 employee. Um, then I thought, I okay, now, now I have the big girl pants on. Like we're legit business because I have an employee and I have to run payroll. <laughs> so, um, and then just, you know, growing from there, uh, and it was scary. Um, I think whenever you bring people on your team, it's scary. You want to make sure everybody fits culturally and represents the business well and can, you know, be client facing. Yeah. So just kind of it 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 evolved from there. I will say, though I didn't have a business plan that first year when I kicked off, I have since every year. Always do goal setting for the company, always figure out what that plan is, um, always figure out who the who the people are, right? Who's the right people to be in the positions to support whatever those goals are. Um, 
And then what are we going to do? I mean, we are a marketing agency. We need to also be able to put our best foot forward to say, yeah, we're, we're walking the walk, right? Um, we're doing the things and we're making those connections because that's what our clients rely on us to do for them too. But that, that growth journey, it took a while, right? So I started my business in 2006 and um, at our height, I had 15 full-time employees and that was in 2018. So, you know, it took 12 years to grow um, to that, that quantity of team that could, you know, really help execute. Yeah. So one thing I'm going to say, you, you hit on was set your goals. You, mm. you said you do it in the beginning of the year. I'm a huge, I'm, that's one of my big, the big parts of what I do is I help businesses set goals and then review them quarterly or multi times in a quarter. Yeah. But when you know where you're going, it makes it so much easier to know, okay, now how are we going to get there? This is what we want to achieve. How are we going to get there? Do we have the right who's for the what? Yes. Or do we need to hire someone? Do we need to take someone who's already in-house and train them? Are they ready for that? Is that the right butt in the right seat? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and so goal setting is so much more than just looking at where you want to go. It's helping your business be healthy and also bringing in what I have found is when you share your big, exciting goals that you have with your team and you have a good culture because you've taken the right time to hire the right people who align with you, that fires up everybody. Yeah. And so that's the value of having a strong team. And so I'm the reason why I'm really kind of honing in on this is I hear mm -hmm. so many entrepreneurs talk about how scared they are to hire someone. Yeah. If you yeah. really yeah. want to grow a successful business, the people you have around you are very, very critical. So mm -hmm. I love what you're talking about. But yeah, it, it's none of this is rocket science, but it is where you have to have you have to be uh, aware of what you're creating, you know, like you say, right. goals all the time. And I would say too, um, on that same train of thought is for me, what's been helpful, especially the past couple of years is now I'm, I'm more comfortable in my skin as a business owner. And it's okay to be uncomfortable in the beginning too. You know, you're, you're kind of figuring it out. You're, you're figuring out what works, what doesn't work. You're going to make mistakes. I still make mistakes. You're, everybody will make mistakes. Um, but what's been really helpful for me is I have an accountability partner and she and I have um, similar enough backgrounds, slightly different businesses um, on similar paths. And we can connect on a lot of different levels. We can connect on kids, we can connect on business goals. But what I like about having that accountability partner is I know for me, it's a lot easier for me to push off the things that I, even though I know I'm supposed to do them for myself, uh, for the business, whatever, I take care of clients and other people first, and I am last on the list. And a lot of that happens for a lot of women. And I think it's easy for entrepreneurs. We can plan all we want, but if we don't have some kind of accountability, and if you're good at doing that on your own, awesome. If you're not as great at doing that, and it's easy for you to say, oh, I can do that tomorrow, or oh, I'm going to push that to next month, get an accountability partner. Um, because even, so even if, yeah, I meet with my accountability once a month, or accountability partner once a month. 
And even if I haven't worked on the things we talked about the month prior, the night before I'm kind of like, oh man, I have that accountability partner meeting tomorrow. Like Judy's going to be like, what were you working on last month, Melissa? Get it together. (laughs) So it's just that extra push, you know, find out what you need as that extra push, whatever that means for you. It's different for everybody. And the other thing I would say as it relates to kind of that fear or that scariness of bringing on team members, and this was a little bit of a hard lesson for me to learn. You can have the greatest team. You can have the greatest culture. You can have a really great relationship with those people on your team. But at the end of the day, nobody will love your business the way you love your business. It's like kids. Nobody is going to love your kids like you love your kids, right? So we, and and that was a hard, it was a little bit of a hard lesson for me because it can also be lonely. You can be surrounded by this amazing team. You can be surrounded by people who, you know, rely on you for information or leadership or skill development or whatever that is. But at the end of the day, because you sit in that business owner role or that entrepreneur role, there is a little bit of a level of disconnect from the rest of your team. And it's not that that is negative so much as that we just have to realize, okay, I'm sitting in a little bit of a different position than everybody else. And I think when we realize that, then our expectations change too for our teams. Like, Yes, my team's been jazzed when we share goals and and you know things like that, but but it's different when when you are the person, when your name's behind the company, when you've, you know, had the tears come at night because of whatever's happening or not happening. I mean, it's just a different seat that we sit in. So the loneliness is normal, I would say, to anybody who's looking to start a business, to grow your business. Um, And having that great team and that culture is super important, but you're not, not normal. If you don't, if if you feel lonely sometimes, yeah, that, that is okay. And that happens. So that's why I think those accountability partners are great. Finding your people's great connecting with other CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners. Um, It just brings another level to how we can be successful, but also give ourselves a break once in a while. Yeah. Like understand well, that. Who understand our language. Yeah, for sure. Going through. for sure. So, okay. Just so you all who are listening to this know, I did not tell her to talk about that. You <laughs> did not. I promise. You know what, what my company <laughs> is. I have a company called Fuel the Fire and that's exactly what we have. We have, we call them business growth circles, but they're accountability pods with other business women, entrepreneurs. Oh, good. It's so all helpful. the same thing. For the, I I started because of the same thing that you talked about where I felt alone and scared, right? It's like you, we come up with these, these challenges in your business. And what I found is when I had the right people around me, all of a sudden I could bounce ideas from them and one idea would grow and I'd have new create creative thoughts, or I'd solve a challenge way quicker because someone else had already done it and they told me how to do it. Right. And so, but also you rise up so much faster. When you have someone else who gets it, who you respect, that you're being held accountable by. It's just the facts. Yeah. And there's things you can't talk about with your team. 
Yes. You just can't. And so if you talk about it with someone outside of your business, who's in a similar position or has had that experience, one, you hear, okay, this is normal. Like other people, you know, I'm in a a female networking group. We were meeting last week on a zoom call and four of the women on that call all said, oh, next week, I unfortunately have to have some really difficult conversations with some members of my team. And those are not conversations you can have. Like you, I can't talk to said team member and be like, how am I to approach this conversation with you? Cause we need to talk about productivity. Like that's not happening with your team. It's happening with those women outside of your organization. So absolutely. I'm a hundred percent on board with finding your people, having that accountability. Yes. It's so helpful. It's, it's almost, I feel like it's critical. It's, it's our mental health. Yes. Because it's yeah. hard. It is challenging to run a business and it's challenging mm-hmm. to stick with it and be really successful. Absolutely. And so you brought up all the, the primary points behind why we need to find pit women who lift us up and mm-hmm. get it. So we're going to end on that note because that is such a strong point. And we've talked about being a mom and raising a business and raising a family and not losing our minds. Like I said, most of the time. time. (laughs) Yeah. So Melissa, we, we barely talked about your business, but I did look at your website and read all your accolades. You are the real deal. You know, marketing inside and out. Where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So check us out on our website. It's alleycreative.com, A-L-L-E-E creative.com. Same is true for all our social handles. So it's at alleycreative.com. Find me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is open, Melissa Harrison. Um, I'm all about the connection. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know how you found me. Um, let me know any questions that you have, but this was such a cool opportunity. Loved talking with you today. So much fun. I know we could go on and on about, you know, raising a business, raising kids market. Oh, there's so much that we could do. So who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe there'll be a chapter two that we do later down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your crazy busy schedule. Yes, absolutely. Thank you.